Hello and welcome to Behind Scouting, a podcast that looks at the leaders and supporters behind the scouting movement. I had the absolute privilege to talk to a ranger and explorer leader duo who are helping to shape many different youth group movements with their project, Paw Print Badges. Charlotte and Jamie began their project in 2016 and have produced not only fantastic badges, but some great program resources and even a way to give back to youth groups too. Without further ado, I jump straight into the interview with Charlotte and Jamie. Here we are talking to Jamie and Charlotte from Paw Print Badges, and we're gonna we're gonna have a look through what they're up to. So we have Jamie. Hello. Hi there, Jamie and Charlotte. Hi. Great. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. No problem. Thank you for inviting us. I believe you both have been involved with well, scouting and the guides or rangers. So could you both give me a bit of brief history as to what you've been up to and, and how you got involved? Yeah, so um, so I've been involved in guiding since ever since I can remember, to be honest. Um, I joined Rainbows way back when. Um, and then my mum came and became a leader. And then I moved up to Brownies and she followed me, came up with me um, and became a leader at Brownies. And then I went on to guides, became a, it was called a pack leader, pack helper or something. Back then it was like a guide helper at Brownies. And then I became a young leader and then an adult leader and then went on to set up and run a ranger unit, which in guiding was um, aged 14 to 25 and is now aged 14 to 18. That's great. Is that where where was that? Oh, sorry. Um, so that was all um up in Warrington, which is geographically for people between Manchester and Liverpool. Um, but we're now based in Litchfield, so I moved down because I met Jamie. Mm, lovely, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jamie, whereabouts? So you were an explorer, I believe. But how did you how did you get into scouting? Yeah, so I mean, very much in the same vein as Charlotte. Really, I mean, I started. I didn't quite start um, right at the start of Scouts. I um, I joined as a cub. Um, and like Charlotte, my mum became a, a badge helper. She was the one handing out all the badges um, to all the cubs. Um, and then as I moved up to, to Scouts, she kind of took a step back um, and then joined later on as the chair um, and is now Staffordshire County Chair, which is cool. Um, but I kind of moved up through um, in Litchfield, where, where we are now. Um, up through Cubs, Scouts, Explorers, um, and then became a leader of the Explorer unit that I was with. Um, yeah, pretty much. And then that's kind of it, I suppose. Are you both still involved then in Litchfield now? Yeah, so um, so I moved down to Litchfield back in 2016. Um, and when I moved, I um, helped out with a local brownie unit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then continued with them for a little while until I changed jobs. And as things happen, I wasn't able to commit to a weekly um, a weekly meeting. But I have a current role in guiding as a trainer. So um, I train other adult leaders in programme and activity and various other bits and bobs as required. Um, and I'm looking forward to starting with a new ranger group um, in a couple of weeks, which is exciting. That does sound exciting. And Jamie, you? Explore still, yeah. Um, I haven't been for for a little while, uh, mainly just because of commitments, work commitments, and and things. Um, 
we had a few things going on in our personal lives that that had to really take priority so so we decided to 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 kind of stop it for for a short while but hopefully fingers crossed I'll I'll start having an active role again at some point soon um, we good. still pop up from time to time and yeah. help out when they need an extra pair of hands. We went to the AGM and did bits and bobs. So we're still visible, just not necessarily on a weekly basis. Yeah. Yeah. So where did, um, obviously, paw print badges, where did, where did that come from? Is that, well, tell us, tell us the story. How did we begin? Okay. So, um, so paw print badges began with my ranger unit. So we were second Mossed rangers. Um, and... A little while before that, so I went to Austria back in 2013, um, at which point I was starting to form this idea that I was going to set up a ranger group. Um, the full Rick Bear story is on our website, but basically Rick Bear was rescued from a Teddy Tombola. He was donated, but he was wearing lederhosen. And as we were going to Austria, he got roped in and became the group mascot. Um, and I then adopted him and he came to live with me and became my ranger mascot because some of the girls who went to Austria with me um, then joined the new unit once it was established and um, we set up the group and we had no money no resources um, and in guiding we have what's called the new unit grant so if you establish a new unit um, there is a small grant that you can apply for for basics so scissors paper pens that kind of thing um and the deadline for that was on boxing day so as you can imagine it was kind of a busy lead up to christmas and i missed the deadline for the grant so i started asking around and applying for a few other things i applied to my district and said is there any money going could we have a small grant um and no one either had any money or wanted to give me any money so i said right come on with a bit of cajoling I said to the rangers I was like right we need some money we're going to set up a badge um in guiding it's quite a, a familiar concept that units essentially write a challenge pack um or produce a list of activities suggested activities and then they sell badges to other units to fundraise so that's quite a familiar concept so we set up the teddy bears picnic challenge which was rick bear embodied in badge form um, and he was a big hit um, and over the next three years we raised just over £11,000 um, so we funded the camping equipment that we wanted and all the bits and bobs we went into railing around Europe um, and then in 2015 I met Jamie and unfortunately there was no one to take over the ranger group but it had kind of become a bit like a full-time job, administrating four badges. I was writing envelopes every night and me and my mum were taking it in turns to go and do the post run on our lunch times at work. And it was just becoming a little bit unmanageable. Mm -hmm. So met Jamie and he said to me, don't you know that you can make this easier than handwriting the envelopes? <laughs> um, and so in a sense, revolutionised the way that we distributed the badges. So we set up Paw Print because selfishly, I didn't want the excess money to go back into my local area. And we had more money than my ranger group could ever have dreamt of. Oh. So we set up Paw Print Badges and the Paw Print Trust, and we now provide grants to scouts and guides all over the UK. That's good. So we're helping more than just a little group of guides in Warrington which is great yeah 
I want to get into the uh, the pop and trust. It seems pretty pretty exciting. So does uh does Rick Bear appear on any badges now, or is he? Yeah, so we um we launched paw print badges with the original Rick Bears. So we we redesigned them. We took the guiding trefoil off them because we're not associated or affiliated with Girl Guiding or the Scout Association. Um, but Rick Bear is now back, and he keeps having adventures. He's not had one this year. But he he's Might got some yeah he's got some plans for next year, um and he's got a winter challenge, spring, summer, autumn. He's had a Christmas adventure, a global adventure, art art challenge. So yeah, he's on quite a few of the badges, and he was he's sort of the basis of the brand, if you like. Yeah, and that's where the paw print came from. So all the original badges, he was sat down, and you could see the paw print on the bottom of his foot, and we sort of took that as our our logo and that's now appears on every badge as our as our symbol so yeah you see them and you say oh paw print badge <laughs> do the do the challenges get opened up to to other is it is it just primarily guide groups then the challenge ones get opened up to or is is it something you publish to to your your or your fans i guess <laughs> it's absolutely anybody so mm-hmm. i mean yeah, okay, we've got challenge packs on the website and, and it's a common thing in guiding, but more and more every week we see it, we're seeing scouters come online and, and looking at all the challenges and even, you know, outside of scouting and guiding. So we've got, you know, members from the WI or homeschool or, you know, after school clubs, absolutely anybody, anybody that's a, a youth organisation um, or just anybody even at home that just wants some challenges or some activities to do, you know, in the summer holidays. Um, we we just want everybody to to know and see what we've got because yeah. it's it's useful for so many people. I think the emphasis sort of changed really. So originally it was all about fundraising for my unit and funding the the equipment that we needed or wanted to purchase. Mm. And now really both as leaders ourselves, it's more about helping other leaders. So we now say that the badges are almost a secondary thing, aren't they? It's more it's become more about providing activity ideas that are accessible and can be adapted for any age and any ability. So we've got an explorer unit, um, a special needs explorer unit, and they use our badges for their main program because it's more accessible. Yeah. And like we said, we've got homeschoolers, after school clubs. It's it's become bigger than we ever imagined. I think it's fair Absolutely, to say. Absolutely, yeah. It's good. Just having a look over a few of them there: Octopus Challenge, Cab Challenge, Burns Night Challenge. I suppose a one that we should all all get into up here. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. We've got a full Saints Days collection. Remembrance Day has been massive this year. Um, obviously yeah. with it being a hundred years centenary, we've had <laughs> a limited edition badge. Saint yeah. George's Day yeah, is one of big. our favourites, isn't it? Yeah, it's my favourite badge. It's awesome. Are the um are the challenges kind of tiered? Are they aimed at a certain age group, or are they are they are they quite a broad spectrum that you could adapt to different likes of beavers, cubs, and scouts, or you know brownies and and rangers? Is it something that could be adapted to? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we obviously try and put in as as many activities as we can in each pack, um, but we try and kind of give some useful um, hints and tips as to you know how some of the activities can be. Um, changed and adapted to to make them easier or or harder um for different age groups um but it's it's completely flexible programming so you know the leaders can can decide exactly what they want to do and how they want to to deliver it um on the front of our each of our packs we've kind of got some suggestions as um to how many challenges that each different sort of age group can can do um but 
as I say, it's completely up to the leaders. They they know the the young people better than than anybody else, so um, they can judge what's easy and hard for everyone. Perfect. They look pretty fun. I need to have a wee look through as well. Um, definitely, definitely interested. Barring um, likes of uh, we'll talk about poor print trust in a minute because I think that's something that's great to explore. But obviously, you're you're providing badges as a as a kind of set themes, or is it is it how, how do you work that? I mean, where does where does an idea come from from concept all the way through to to producing it? I'm just chuckling because we always get asked where where do where do the ideas come from <laughs> and they literally just come from our heads when we're discussing so originally it was all about what do we what have we always done with our own units that's been a big hit but there isn't a badge for so we've always historically done activities surrounding Chinese New Year so we created a Chinese New Year pack and we've now got a badge that when completed over the 12 years we'll make a big circle and mm-hmm. um, so they're shaped as segments um we've got halloween because again it's always been about donuts on strings and apple bobbin and that kind of you know just light-hearted halloween fun um and then after that it's more 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 and more it's becoming about groups getting in touch with us and mm-hmm. saying oh we, we're doing this have you got a badge for it and our list is ever expanding so we've just had um a month so um in our november newsletter we launched two mm-hmm. badges um and that's going to be a continuing theme for the next few months into the next year because we've just got so many ideas is this the hell um the harry potter badge and yes we just launched the burns night badge that would be um, in preparation for january Mm-hmm. And that's got Robbie, the Highland cow on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the Wizard and Adventures badge. So that was purely because a beaver group got in touch with us and said, we are doing the infamous Harry Potter sleepover. <laughs> do you have a badge for that? And we said, we don't, but it is on our list of things to do. Um, so it was a case of we assessed, could we financially afford to do another badge in time for them? Um, and we just, we thought it was going to be a really a big hit basically we thought there's plenty of groups it's something that we ourselves have done on camps mm-hmm. before so you know my brownies absolutely loved harry potter sleepover and we did the whole floating candles and you know making our own ones and all the rest of it and we know that it's tried and tested it works and people would would enjoy it so so what's interesting is is that on the opposite side it was our beaver group had, had the wizarding badge and are now thinking of how they could do a camp to relate to that badge. So from just seeing it externally, they've they've thought, oh, how could we integrate that into our program? Or how could we do an event based on that badge? Because they're, they're quite excited by just the look of it. It is it's quite a cool yeah. badge. <laughs> and when we've met a lot of groups, so we've done a couple of events this year, which has been really exciting. We went to Norjam um, over the summer, and we also did um, reunion at Gilwell. Um, and when we've met people, I think that's the easiest way for our badges to fit into scouting program is for camps and holidays and sleepovers and things like that. But on a week to week basis, we say to leaders, you know, download the packs if you've got a change of plan or a visitor was supposed to come and they've cancelled or last minute weather changes. You know, the program's all on there. It, all the ideas are free to download. It's just you know, mm. we always fall back on that oh, I was supposed to plan something and we haven't and it's now later and we've not got anything organised. So you can go on the website. There's over 1,500 ideas. Yep. I've, yeah, looking looking through it. So 
a hefty thing there to look through, but definitely a lot of great ideas. The um, likes of the badges that you have designed, have you both got any any favourites or anything that's got a really good backstory? And mine, mine is definitely, as I said before, is that the favourite one is um, St George's Day. I mean, for me, that was kind of our first badge where we really tried to do something different with it. So on the previous previous ones we, we'd launched, the textures were just textures that we'd already come to, to know and use quite quite often um, on the badges. But the St George's Day, we really tested it by trying to get a, a dragon scale. Um, and we thought it, it came out so perfectly. Um, it was brilliant. So, yeah, that's my favourite one. Any favourite show? Um, I don't know. It's so difficult. I always fall back on the Autumn Challenge, which is the Rick Bear badge, um, where he's sat in a pumpkin because the colour is just so vibrant. The orange just is re- really pops. But I think... my I'm so torn, but I think my favourite is probably the Halloween badge because it's got little glow-in-the-dark eyes. So for anyone who's not seen it, it's like a haunted house. Um, and then there's little spooks hidden in the windows and they glow in the dark and we've just had some amazing feedback on it so we've heard stories of dads hiding in cupboards testing it out when they've arrived in the post and we've heard about beavers hiding under tables to test them out and yeah it's been a big hit that one it looks great yeah just looking at it there it does it looks pretty cool and i can only imagine it glowing even better (laughs) i'm gonna edit this bit out really sorry i've just lost my train i'm looking at your badges (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's the trouble they're too there's too many to choose from now a lot of people say to us like oh just the trouble is like they the feedback that we get the reviews on facebook and things it's all like amazing badges we had the best time and now i've just got the difficult decision of which one do we yeah, do next definitely well, our, our suggestions you can have best best way of people are, how how do people reach out to you normally? Is it is that is that something you're looking at? Yeah, I mean, people just tend to get in touch, or we've started a bit of a thing on Facebook where we're um, on a Wednesday we share um, a thought for the day, so people can kind of get in touch or share which badges they've enjoyed the most and why. Um, but community, I think, is something that we're looking to develop over probably the next six months. So we're starting to reach out to people um, and form a focus group um, so we can really get get to know our customers and other leaders and then help them network with each other. And we've got some exciting plans for the development of the website, which will make looking for activities and planning programme easier. Because at the moment, it is a bit of a challenge on the website. You've got to go on and download all the different activity packs to get those activities um, but we've got some exciting plans in the pipeline. Is this tying to the the, the tribe or joining the tribe? Is that is that really? Yeah, so you can join the tribe, um, and that is our monthly newsletter. So the so the newsletter is on the first of the month, and it's all image based, so it's really easy and quick to read. It usually contains the latest badge releases, a couple of free downloads, so planning tools or activity sheets. Um, different bits and bobs and then some reminders about what's coming up so people can think about things for their planning um and then a little preview of next month so a little taster of what's what's to come so i'll ask you some quick campfire questions i'm not sure how how outdoorsy both both of you are but um we'll go through them and see if there's any any good good little tidbits that people can take away so First one that I'll start off with is your favourite scout or guide game or Ooh, on the spot. Gosh. Um favourite game 
I think a splat is always a really good one. Like it's always a good fallback option. You've got a five minutes spare and you can just play splat, splat really quickly. But I'm a big campfire singer. So I like a good campfire song, particularly an action song. I'm coming up with a, qu- a question soon for your campfire songs. So that's great. <laughs> what about Jamie, can you think of any, any games? That's... When I was in Scouts, we always used to play this one game and it was, at, it was quite, um, what's the word? Boisterous. Boisterous. Yes, that's a great word. Um, it was called Shinty. And I don't think many scout groups probably know what it is, but it's essentially you had walking sticks and you turn them upside down so that you use essentially like hockey and you have to hit them towards mm-hmm. the other end of the, the, the scout hut and back again. That was always one of like every single week. We'd always ask the leaders to try and play Shinty because it was one of the best games. Yeah, newspaper hockey. That was always a big hit with my Rangers. It used to get really, really violent. Yeah. GSLs everywhere. I just sitting, shaking their head, going, please, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, let's just go straight to the favourite campfire song then, seeing as Charlotte was uh, heading that way. Uh, I like There Was A Crazy Moose. We had that at our wedding. We had, we had a campfire at our wedding, and that was one that made it into our campfire songbook. Jamie, no pressure now. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I quite like the pirate song. The pirates. And when I was one, I met us one yeah, the day I went to sea. That's the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I got the room to fill my tum, and that's the life for me. Na 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 na. Yeah, yeah. It's all great fun. Definitely. It's got lots of great actions to it. So people are always dancing and up and jumping around. So it's great fun. Yep. Your favorite skating or outdoor related purchases? We have many. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm trying to think. There are lots of things. I think the the good solid is Swiss Army knife. It's always going to be the most useful. I mm. bought Jamie a couple of Christmases ago, which I thought was a genius thing, <laughs> and I think it's great. Um, like a straw that filters bacteria and things out of water, so you can drink from puddles or streams if you really needed to. Uh-huh. And I think that was great. But Jamie was not convinced that it did its job. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd trust it to yeah. be honest. Yeah, no. <laughs> The Shiri, there's a great one. I'm going to put that out there for all the girls listening. The Shiri is a great, great investment. It is, especially on trains in India. Yeah. I surprised an Indian lady when she walked in on me <laughs> accidentally. I was using my Shiri and she looked very confused. Yeah. I've seen I have seen them online and well, my partner, um, yeah, she's pointed them out a few times as well. Yeah. Hey, it's a great fucking filler for Christmas, I'm telling you. <laughs> Everybody needs a Shiri. Perfect. Favorite types of tent? Have you got any preference? Kind of canvas? Is it? Is it your well, lightweight tent? Or anything else? It's hard because you, as a scout, you always love the smell of the the old canvas tents. Nice thick canvas. It's so it's so good. You go into and into any scout hut and they all smell the same. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I think a little place in my heart will always be for the old ridge tents, and mm. you know that's what we used when we camped as guides. And yeah, I think yeah. In the morning, putting the sides up, airing the ground. Yeah. That, that whole, so cool. there's, there's so much to put by tradition on camp, you know. Young people don't know what it's like now with sewing in ground sheets and all the rest of it. <laughs> back in our days, back in our <laughs> days. <laughs> so last one up is our favourite camp meal. So it could be breakfast, lunch or dinner or supper, but anyone that's prepared at camp or a camp common. Um... Well, we always, like, as I'm sure every single scout and guide campers always had this spag bol and it is just an outstanding winner every time you can even you can even get it wrong and it still tastes great <laughs> well, i'm gonna go for eggy bread i it wouldn't be camp without eggy bread 
In fact, I think it's pretty much the only time I ever eat it is when I'm camping. And it's great with bacon. It's great with caster sugar or icing sugar. It's great with cinnamon on top of it. It's just, it's the multi-purpose base for all breakfasts, lunches and dinners. I think uh, there's going to be a fair few people in first Facebook scout group going, bacon is the only breakfast option here, Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, but bacon on, any, on eggy bread is insane. Oh, there we go. There we go. Pleasing the crowds. That's it. <laughs> let's go back to paw print so we'd kind of slightly t- started touching on the paw print trust could you um could you tell me about that and, and what it is and and what it helps to do absolutely yeah so so essentially as charlotte said before when we set up paw print badges we wanted to make one of our goals making sure we give back to as many young people as we possibly could so we we set up the paw print trust at the same time obviously myself and charlotte are, are both trustees um we've got other trustees as well on the board who have connections to to other youth organizations as well as as scouts and guides so for every single badge that is sold from our website a percentage of of the profit on on each one goes into um into the trust for um scouts and guides um aged between 11 and 25 can apply for once every year so that opens up in january and runs until march and then the trustees will get together make a decision about you know how much money we we are happy to give to, to any application. Um, each application can have up to two hundred and fifty pounds um, given for it, and there's there isn't any limit at all on on how much or how many applications we we can give money for. It's it's completely down to the the quality of each application. So what are the um what is what are the some some of the things people have applied for in the past then that's that's received successful funding from the Paw Print Trust? Yeah, so we've we've had absolutely loads um in the in the two or three years that we've been going. I mean easily over two hundred. Um but for you know since we started we've we've sent people away to seven countries which are across four different continents. So um examples are Zambia, Iceland, um India Malawi, Thailand. We sent someone to Birmingham, a bit close to uh, close to us, um, but that was for the National um, Scout and Guide Symphony Orchestra, um, which we thought was really cool. But yeah, so and obviously with the um, with the jamboree coming up, we've had a, a wave of applications, um, and we we sent some money out for a couple of applications this year, um, which was brilliant. But it's it's kind of what we're looking for is how how is your application different to everybody else's? You know, if we're going to receive a hundred applications, how how is yours the best out of those hundred? Um, so that's what we want people to to think about when they're at, when they're applying and when they're they're thinking about applying. Um, how can they be the best? How how do we know what their story is? So they really need to to help explain. I think that's what people always forget, isn't it? That when they're writing, you get so used to filling out the application form, it's just copying and pasting, and you get sent an email from the leader of the trip saying, this is what you need to ask for, here's a bit of copy text for you. But we as trustees don't know the young people, and we don't know their situations, so it's always really helpful if they can put in as much detail as they can. We've recently funded um, an application for Mm -hmm. a carer, to support a young person and we received a couple of applications this year from young people who were in care or living with foster families and um, because they just don't get the opportunity to access those kind of things so yeah it's I think it's reaching more people as well as we're every year we receive more applications each round of applications we've seen a bigger interest that's really really it's really good it's it's good to see as well that it's kind of it's, it's all given back at the end of the day you're making these 
these products for the youth and it's all it's all gone back to them or a lot of it's gone back to them as well yeah i mean we both we both have taken part in a number of different opportunities through scouting and guiding and we're both fortunate enough that we come from families where you know we can say oh yeah let's go and backpack and you know we've asked ridiculous things over the years you know my mum has been baking scones till goodness knows what time in the morning because we've got a bake sale or an afternoon tea or something's going on and we've backpacked on Christmas Eve in local Tesco and you know not every young person has got that support to fall back on. Mm-hmm. It's really good. If there's uh, if there's people out there at the moment listening, or groups out there at the moment listening, how how would they become involved, or how would they 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 put in an application for the Portland Trust? So um, it's really easy. Just go onto the website. So you can either go onto portlandbadges.co.uk and there's um, there's a link there to the to the um, to Portland Trust, um, or you can go on the Portland Trust um, and on there is um, an application form. Um, just click the link. PDF will come up, um, print it off, fill it in. It's got some guidance with it as well. Yeah, just to, to help make sure the application is the best that it can be. Mm-hmm. And then just send it back to us um, within the time frame. And yeah, and we'll have a look at it and, and see what we can do. Yeah, officially the time frame is January to March. But if it comes to through our door outside of those times, we're too nice and we can't just send them away. So we just put them into the next round of applications. We always get a couple that are a few days late they just end up in the next year's worth that's really good yeah and don't need to re- keep reapplying if we apply a couple of days later with the exact same form no <laughs> where is uh portland badges going what's what's the future timeline for for the project oh, there is there is no end to the timeline no. and we've got what we call the car park which is um, an area on our massive whiteboard in badge hq with endless amounts of ideas crazy ideas some of them and some of them not so much um that we want to happen at some point in the future we want to see more young people taking part maybe even hosting our own events or putting things on for young people to take part in yeah absolutely and we've got a few other things that are coming up in in kind of the shorter future um so we've got some kind of really exciting news which we only just kind of launched on uh, or charlotte launched on a local radio station um, last week, um, which was cool. Which we're we're partnering with with a, a charity called the Buddy Bag Foundation, which um, many people will will have heard of, I'm sure, um, especially up in in the in the northwest. Which we're we're kind of partnering to to do a badge for them. Um, it's the Buddy Bag Challenge, and 25p from every badge sold um, will go towards their charity. Um, in the same way that we we do that with Remembrance Day. Um, and obviously the limited edition Remembrance Day as well. So that's really exciting, and we're we're looking forward to to working with them because they're an absolutely amazing charity. They work with um, young people who go into emergency care or um, into emergency accommodation. So perhaps um, families where there's domestic abuse or domestic violence, and they're withdrawn from school in the middle of the day, or they don't go home. So they literally have the possessions that they've got with them at the time, and the Buddy Bag Foundation provide um, a rucksack with all the basics, so underwear, socks, toothbrush, toothpaste, book, teddy bear, you know, something that they can call their own in a time of need. And I think it's really hit home with us in that they're a charity working for young people, and they've got real the same ethos as us. So. Yeah, really commendable charity to work with. Any any cool badges coming up, or or are we is it is it all top secret? 
you're asking the question everyone wants to know the answer to yeah there are there are a few badges that you know we know what's coming up and and our closest family and friends know what's coming up but um things where we're you know holding it back because we know you know they will be big hits um but we've got the the winner of the competition their badge um the b challenge challenge, um which we thought was was absolutely ace is it's going to be launched in in january quite topical as well yeah it is it is um yeah and then we've got a few other ones we've obviously got the chinese new year one coming out um yeah, for the year the, of the pig next the year. next the next installment but we're looking at doing you know an easter challenge or um, maybe even a superhero badge um at the start of the year because we've had quite a few of uh, quite a few people asking um if if we can do one so um so it's good that we we We've got enough to be able to, to to launch some things that other people are asking for. We've got a new instalment of the Too Cool for School badges. So we decided that that's going to become a bit of a set. So we launched that this year and that's 150 things to do in the holidays. And a bit of a spoiler alert, but we're planning um, 150 things to do on camp. Uh-huh. Um, it'll be sort of fun little challenges that young people can do, maybe without leaders' help, uh-huh. to just fill up that dead time on camp or moments where they've got you know, a little bit of quiet time or free time. So that's going to be quite a good good one, I think, for next summer, next year's summer camps. A great resource for leaders as well, I guess, as well. Yeah. That, that yeah. Time. <laughs> Learn to be bored. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, common, commonly said on a scout camp. No, that's great. Um, you mentioned you go to events and things like that. Is there anything on the calendar for any 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 kind of events over the next year? Or Yeah, we went to, um, so we went up, up no across we went over to Norfolk um in the summer to Norjam and we've got a few events coming up with Norfolk scouting and guiding so training um training weekends for leaders and things there sort of at the forefront in the next few months and then we're looking at different events next year in terms of jamborees and things so we've contacted a few anybody who's listening from Cam Jam we're trying to get in touch with them um and then 2020, we're looking at going to Essex. So we're going to the biggest jamboree. And who knows what the future will bring. It's moving so quickly. It's good. Perfect. How can people um, find out where, what you're up to and where you're up to and everything else? Um, and the best way is, is literally just on social media. So um, Charlotte is an absolute social media queen. Um, so she's looking after all the, the Instagram, Facebook and, and Twitter. Um, so anything that we do, anything that we're we're planning or, or anything that we've got basically um, will be on there and anybody can contact us, direct message, um, anything like that. And, and Charlotte will respond, I'm sure, unless she's otherwise engaged within 30 seconds. Yeah, and it's also a great place to have your say as well. So quite often on Facebook, we drop votes and things so people can vote on whether it's a badge design or whether we should restock a certain badge. Um, So this year, the Halloween badge, that was a vote on Facebook. Um, And I think we'll probably have another one of those for Easter. We've got the competition, which is annual. So that's an opportunity to have your badge become one of the paw print collection. And yeah, there's loads of other stuff going on. We do giveaways over on Facebook and Instagram and there's loads of stuff going on but we love to see what people are doing as well so we've launched the remembrance resource which was a lantern craft and it's been so nice seeing everybody's images hasn't it yeah it's been it's absolutely insane yeah seeing people's photos of their own makes and them 
put out by the cenotaph in the local village and in church windows and you know our little craft that we've designed and created is being used all over the country and all over the world so it's great seeing what people are doing whereabouts oh so you'd said obviously your facebook is on instagram is that all just paw print badges is it yeah yeah you can find us at paw print badges across social media so paw print badges all one word um as the handle and yeah facebook forward slash paw print badges twitter forward slash paw print badges instagram forward slash paw print badges <laughs> nice and easy and obviously your website, poorprintbadges.co.uk. Yeah, and if anybody is tweeting or Instagramming or even Facebooking um, about their adventures working towards their Poorprint Badges, you can use the hashtag Adventure for All because that's what we're really trying to provide. We're trying to make life easier for leaders to provide a balanced and varied programme that provides adventure for all, regardless of age, gender, ability. Thank you so much for, for chatting to me for the last uh, 40 minutes or so. It's great to hear what you've been up to and hopefully catch you somewhere across the UK at some point soon. But I'll continue definitely to follow you on, on all your social media channels and, and push your badges towards our leaders. And, and definitely I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to look up some of the challenges myself as well. I think you deserve a Remembrance Day badge after all your efforts today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be <laughs> yeah something. <laughs> uh, thank, you. Well, thank you so much for having us. No, thank you both. So again, I'd just like to thank both Charlotte and Jamie for coming on Behind Scouting and telling us all about what they've been up to. I urge you to check out their website, pawprintbadges.co.uk or find them on all the socials at pawprintbadges. You can find links to everything mentioned in the podcast on our homepage, behindscouting.com and you can also register to our podcast on Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify or your favourite podcast app by searching Behind Scouting. <laughs>